You are now plugged into the antidote with DJ Craftmatic and Polydubs. Like that. 
spot Why she hit me off like that, yeah, yeah We gon' fuck all night If you wanna fuck all night long Let me nigga say I wanna fuck all night right now uh. I wanna fuck all night, yeah I wanna fuck all night, let's do it I wanna clean it up I wanna crush all night, let's go I wanna crush all night
get back at it guys uh last week in our first round of episodes we premiered our track of the week so we're going to keep that going every week we're going to get a new track of the week and i think eventually we'll go over some of our favorite albums of the decade and towards the top of my list definitely would be bandana from freddie gibbs yeah man or pinata is the old one bandana is the new one bandana dropped in 2014 five years later they're dropping bandana. Yeah, man. And that's probably my most anticipated album this year. Yeah, I would agree. Bandana. Definitely. It's been one of my most anticipated albums that ever since I heard of it, like three years ago. <laughs> right. Bandana is so it. fire. These dudes are so fire together. I know Mad Lib. Thank you for, for your production, Freddie. Thanks for giving us all of those bars and those memes. I feel like I'm I'm a drug lord living through Freddie Gibbs. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's the man. He's my spirit animal, if it could be. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie Gibbs is your spirit animal. That's a good one to have, man. Freddie's real. <laughs> Freddie's raw. Freddie don't take no shit from anybody out there. Nobody messes with Freddie. For real. And his father-in-law is Eric Dickerson. Yeah, yo, I found that <laughs> when I found that out, I was like, what? <laughs> That's just so, so weird, bro. But yeah, still, because I'm like, I'm sure his daughter is probably wholesome, but then he's with this trap god. <laughs> <laughs> Freddie's the man. Uh, you know, he's the kingpin from Gary, Indiana, represent ESGN. Uh, if you've never listened to Pinata, please just pause this right now. Go back and listen to it. It's, it's a classic album. Classic. Definitely an uh, album of the decade. Yeah, it's a classic album, guaranteed. I mean, it's Mad Lib production. Can't go wrong there. And Freddie Gibbs is just a, a gift and a treasure and a spirit animal. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So uh, they dropped the first single from Bandana this week, Flat Tummy T. <laughs> <laughs> I just laugh at the title every single time because he really trolled everybody. Right, Freddie Gibbs weeks. literally trolled everybody. He got me. He, he definitely got me. Freddie, you got me, dog, because I was, <laughs> I was really concerned about him. Uh, after I saw this flat tummy T and, and he's on IG, you know, basically, uh, looking like 
he got an Instagram endorsement. So it was just funny as hell watching him the last yeah. two weeks and his boys clowning on him. He's like, you know, you <laughs> see those uh those stay at home moms with the pyramid, the flat tummy tea pyramid schemes. They be selling <laughs> yeah. uh, the Mary Kay cosmetics and shit like that. And <laughs> Freddie's out here acting like one of them with the fat flat tummy tea. The homies talking about he got an order in for flat tummy tea because Freddie been pushing it. I mean, it's crazy <laughs> out here, man. <laughs> Yo, he was getting me for like the whole two weeks for sure. I really, I literally thought that he was he was endorsing the hell out of some flat tummy tea because I know Amber Rose is on that. She does that and a couple other Instagram famous people uh, pushing this tea. Uh, but yeah, let's get to the track, man. Uh, the track name is Flat Tummy Tea. <laughs> And it's just <laughs> the first single off of the Bandana album. I can't wait. It's going to be nasty. This production is gross. I mean, this is just the first track. So oh, I can't yeah. wait to hear Dirty. however many. If he pulled a Kanye and only gave me seven, I know it's going to be the greatest seven tracks I've heard. Um, so, yeah, you're about to listen to now. Freddie Gibbs, produced by Mad Lib. Pinata, or excuse me, bandana. Damn, we gonna mess that up the whole I know, time. I huh? messed it up again. <laughs> bandana is gonna be the first thing off the bandana album. Flat tummy T. Y'all check it out right now. Yeah. I beat the pot like those who beat Mike and Jermaine What came I like, what came I thought, but they smoking the same I break a 50 on blunts and get my smoker to change That nigga flex at BBS, every stone in the chain Gold body, my jeweler, he black mummy me I be yelling these bitches stomach like flat tummy tea Crackers came to Africa, rabbit rapper, they rummage me America was the name of they fucking company Stacking niggas like cargo over and under me Pick cotton bells and a coca leaf off the money tree Niggas won't let you live in peace, but love to see you rest in peace Smoking, popping and drinking on the rest, they got the best in me I'm chopping it up on the table cause when no label gon' invest in me These niggas around your way, but when they gon' sit their time in the fan with me Eventually when I got indicted, I took a minus Niggas that I fuck with went on hiatus, so I decided I should make a couple decisions like Sean May A Peter Janae, I eat, go looking hoes in a Sprinter thing Black nigga, jack tripper, pack flipper Step out of the kitchen and step in the booth and drop heat on these rap niggas Without a cosign, you probably be filling my grocery bag, nigga Poison flow, I send opponents from bitches to rags, nigga Gold body, my jeweler, he black mummy me I be yelling these bitches stomach like flat tummy tea Crackers came to Africa, ravage, raffled and rummaged me America was the name of they fucking company Gold body, my jeweler, he black mummy me I be yelling these bitches stomach like flat tummy tea Crackers come to Africa, ravage, raffled and rummaged me America was the name of they fucking company I'll go, right? Uh, changing me blast, my neck glass Save a little tax off the package, pay my connect fast Bellagio with quattro holes, stack like connect foes Niggas don't own no land to find art, but got all the retros Obama can't make the law retroactive, what the fuck happened? Congress cock blocking niggas from coming home to their family If you lucky when he left out of office, you got a pardon over time Cut, soft for that hard, you fucked up regardless Make my mind up, did incarceration my destination I would wind up, addicted to medication Just poured another line up, overdose with a styrofoam cup How they gon' find us? Slay movies every year, yeah, the massa gon' remind us If we don't take it, we don't deserve it back They 6,000 years to ran up, the kings of the earth is back Supreme mathematics, I'm on the right course Took the sword and knocked white Jesus off of that white horse Yeah, my nigga, I'm on the right course Took the sword and knocked white Jesus off of that white horse Fuck Spikey, mostly show Malcolm on coke and white horse He did the shit so we can get funding up from the white boys White girl magic, cocaine and white horse I was in Joliet serving heroin to them white boys Top five rapper alive and that's on Vice Lord Took the sword and knocked white Jesus off of that white horse Damn, somebody calling me, fuck Damn, I hate what people do Let me put my phone on airplane mode, let me do that over 
you know we always got the fire. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit about some sports, man. Back to the sports after all the craziness that we've already been talking about. Uh, NBA kicked back off officially Thursday night. Uh, getting back into the second half of the season for that playoff push. Yeah, and last week we talked a little bit about the East, uh, the trade deadline, which teams we kind of like, the Lakers' chances. Let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the individual awards at the first half of the season, who who we got winning uh, some of these categories here. Um, let's start with MVP, right? That's always ob- obviously the, the best conversation to have. Absolutely. My, I think you got to start any conversation about the MVP with the reigning MVP, James Harden. Yeah, you can't disagree on James Harden, and if you are, you're tripping. Um, I know people had LeBron in there. I'm a, I'm a huge LeBron fan, but there's nothing that he's doing right now that's on that level to what James Harden is doing. Um, yeah. We haven't seen anything like this in, in generations. So you really got to – even even if even if they don't make the playoffs, I still got him as the MVP because what he's been doing for you know the first 40 games of the season – this dude's literally been carrying his entire team on his on his shoulders um, while massive injuries with Chris Paul, Clint Capella, uh, Eric Gordon off and on mm-hmm. being being hurt so much <clears throat> and out of the games. He, he's literally carrying everything. And uh, I'm sure he doesn't like that all the way just because I know I wouldn't. I get he plays like 35 minutes a game, I think. Oh, yeah. And and his usage rate is super high. Because he has the ball in his hand literally 95% of the time when those two are out or when everybody else is out. So you, you got to give it to him, man. I mean, the streak the streak is at 31 games. Of 30 uh, points consecutively, plus. Of 30 points. Yeah, 30 points plus consecutively. Um, I mean, that's the great that's a great feat. And we haven't seen anything like that. Yeah. So Wilt Cham- like he's doing Wilt Chamberlain kind of numbers. It's the probably one of the greatest stretches of individual offensive basketball ever played. Um you know, and it's just amazing. You could knock his game. You can knock that he doesn't always play defense. Uh, you know, he does sometimes take seven or eight steps, but everybody does <laughs> at this point. Everybody right? does. The ref got to call it. If the I ref mean, ain't calling it, I don't want to hear it. Hey, did you see the videos of the James Harden practicing with the professor from? Adwa? Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. That yo, that move was wild. <laughs> I don't know how he, he's like creating moves out here and i think he, it, like he perfected the step back to where it's not a travel so it doesn't yep. surprise me that he cre- he created a crazy ass move like that yeah definitely uh, it it's just really fun to watch if if you can get past the traveling and things like that but he does hustle you can't knock his hustle you can't knock that he is putting his team on his shoulders and carrying them you know he's getting over 30 points plus he had a stretch there where he he was scoring like 50 points every other game for a while there and he's on top of it. He's also getting ten to fifteen assists per game during this streak. Right. You, you gotta you gotta give him his props because I mean, literally, he's he's trying to get his team involved. The team is is weak outside of he the, doesn't have anyone to get involved. Yeah. Who who else is gonna really get hot? Like you know, uh, Eric Gordon. Like I said, has been kind of hurt in and out. You're already missing Chris Paul and Capella, who are at least close to twenty points uh, a night at least. Yeah. Um. So I mean, with his thirty plus points and then missing two twenty point scores potentially. Um. I mean, that's that that's that's a lot to carry. And then trying to get other guys like Gerald Green and shit involved. And Gerald Green, like he's been on eighty teams. Um, <laughs> he played for almost everybody it seems like and guys like that you know PJ Tucker 
these guys are super average and they really can't you're not going to see them explode on on the on the court and drop 30 for you so he's got to do everything so I mean, to me, he's the clear front leader and there shouldn't be anybody even close at this point. Um, If there was my sec, my close number two, maybe. And I would say with a maybe is is Russell Westbrook, just because he's still averaging a triple double. Okay, so you'd say Westbrook over Paul George then. Paul George has been playing incredible basketball right now. Yeah, he's playing incredible ball. Um, he's the reason why they're winning because it's definitely not because of Russell Westbrook's mm-hmm. game. Uh, <laughs> Russell Westbrook is actually having his worst shooting uh, year ever. Um, he's, I think he's at, what, 30, 30-something percent yeah, his, shooting? It's not just his worst year ever, but it's like on track to be the worst year ever for anyone that's taken that amount of shots. Um, but luckily, Russell hasn't been taking as many shots as he's been known to in the past. Exactly. It's three point shooting. I think he's at 20, 20 something percent, like 27 percent, I think is what they said. He's shooting from three. So he's not he he's definitely not doing well on the offensive side. But what else he does for the team, though, it comes. It's very important because he's getting the ball to Paul George. Paul George is is he's a good ISO player, but he needs to be working off the ball for him to be yeah. really effective. So, um, that's why I gotta, I have to have Russell still ahead. He's still kind of the, the general on the floor, at least in that, in that stance. Um, you gotta have Giannis in there. Yeah. I think Giannis, obviously they're the best record in the NBA right now. So a lot of times the MVP should come from a team that has the best record, best performance in the regular season. And we're talking about a guy that's head and shoulders, you know, the head of his team there Every year he's growing. Every year he's getting better. And this year he's just been going ham. For real. Um, he's he's also one that I say is not necessarily car- carrying the team because I think he has a great cast around him. But you've never heard of these guys until just now, pretty much. You know, Chris Middleton getting a, a nod at the All-Star game because mm-hmm. he's playing he's playing very, very well as a wing guy. Um, but you, you, Chris Middleton is, is still fairly new in the league. I think he's been in four years. Um, and he's been making a lot of noise recently. But again, who's Chris Middleton to some of these other guys? So um, that just shows how much leadership Giannis has. And then also the the uh, coaching. Uh, coaching is, you know, um, what's his name? Uh, Budenhauser? Yeah, Budenhauser. There you go. He was the Hawks uh, coach for a while. He was the Hawks coach for a while, and they were still terrible. But um, at least, I think he was getting them to the playoffs. At yeah, least, but they still. were always in the playoffs. They're like seven, eight seed. Never really did anything in the playoffs. Um, right. But yeah, but I still, mean, but still put a good team together and and got mm-hmm. them playing together. I think they they played the best team ball. I think um, outside of the Golden State Warriors, you know, obviously they passed the ball uh, very well. But um, yeah, to me, those those three are at the top. Um, clearly, at least if if you're going to look at it, at least from my standpoint, who you got um, as your seconds and thirds. So, yeah, I would I would probably agree with Giannis. I would have to have him in that conversation. If I'm going to pick like a dark horse to do it, I would say Nikola Jokic. Okay, yeah, I know you're a big Denver Nuggets fan, too. (laughs) Yeah, so Nuggets are the second seed in the West. uh, And this guy, he just turned 24 years old. He's got as many uh, triple doubles as Michael Jordan had in his entire career already, which is crazy to me. He might be the best big man passer since Chris Webber, at least, if not of all time. Yeah, definitely for a seven footer, for sure. I mean, Yao Ming was a good passer. So was uh, Tim Duncan, but definitely not on on his level. Like he he passes like an actual point guard 
Um, I mean, he does some type passes. He looks like like a tall white chocolate at some points when he's passing the ball. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> like a seven foot Jason Williams. Out there, so you know he's putting good numbers at times. He's carrying that team in Denver defensively, also kind of lazy. Um, I'd put him up there <laughs> at least, and that's just crazy that we're having a conversation about you know two out of these three guys are foreign born. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That that's, I mean, the game it seems to be picking up that way. I mean, um, you, you see the rise of Luka Doncic, um, you know, as we're talking about. Yeah stars in the game and everything like that and and guys who are coming up to be stars um how did luca get snubbed though that's kind of crazy um how is luca like the number five pick in the draft <laughs> i wouldn't think that he'd be that good but i mean honestly you were the one to put me on to him and said he's got a lot of experience and you're right he's he's been playing since he's like 14 15 years old in professional leagues Professional so, in quotes. So this is the Euro League we're talking about. Like, <laughs> do you think? Uh, do you think the best Euro League team would be um, a mid-major college team? Yes, I actually so. I do. Yeah, because if you look at even from the last few um, Olympics, you remember most of those last couple of years we've been struggling. The U.S. has been struggling. It wasn't like a, a clear sweep of the United States making it to gold. I remember Spain won one, one in there, you know, during the FIBA, the FIBA games. I know yep. Spain won one. Um, Australia was Australia. really close or they did win. Huh? I think they did win. Um, so you got teams like that. The Euro league has gotten a lot better um, over the last, over the last decade for sure. There, I think there's a, a better bunch of players out there. Um, we see like a, a Christophe Porzingis and, you know, guys like that coming out of there. And then, of course, uh, Luka Doncic, um, who is clearly rookie of the year. Um, By shouldn't soldiers. Yeah. And he could even be as a dark horse. He could, if, depending on what happens with the Mavericks and how they finish out. Um, you, you, I wouldn't say he's a clear into MVP, but you got to even start ha- hearing a little bit of jabbers about him because what he's doing out there, he's got, what, three or four triple doubles. Um, as a rookie, he's in there with uh, Magic and a couple other people as rookies um, getting triple doubles. And I think mm-hmm. he's led all rookies with with uh, triple doubles uh, historically so far. So, I mean, he's already doing a lot at a young age, um, you know, in, in the NBA. So he's definitely a baller for sure. Yeah, I think, you know, this is a cat that can average 30 points a game in the league once once he starts hitting his peak based on how his game is. He's got just as nasty of a of a little step back as James Harden does. Uh, he's just really clean, plays really, really well. Man, might be the best teenager I've ever seen playing basketball. Yeah, for sure. Um, you you got to you got to put him up there. I mean, I don't I don't even think a lot of these newer cats or these younger cats can hang with him. Like he's kind of on his own level. I mean, there's a there's a few, you know, like Donovan Mitchell, stuff like that. But um He's he's definitely on a league of his own. Like you said, that step back. I think he has a better step back than Harden because it's super slow, but it's so effective. Like people can't block it. I saw him when they played the Rockets right before All Star break, hit one in the first uh, two minutes of the game on James Harden, and I was just like, damn, that's that's the smooth ass step back. <laughs> mm-hmm. And and this is a kid that's still catching up to the to the pace of the league. 
Right. You know what I mean? Like, how long did it take Harden to have that step back in his repertoire? Oh, yeah. It took a couple of years on him being by himself. You know, um, he, he was all right in OKC, but not not like how he is now. That's usually a move, a really mature move to develop a step back. Uh, Jordan's fadeaway also came late in his career. So basketball maturity is crazy. This guy has the upside of anybody that we've right. ever seen. Definitely. Nuts. And he's going to he's going to be the star. I think he's going to be a, a star of the future. And now he has Chris stops on his team. Um, I mean, it's going to resemble of what should have been on that team to begin with. If Steve Nash and Dirk Nowinski would have played together right. for a longer period of time, um, they would have probably put together some titles, I think, in there at some point earlier than what it did. But, um, yeah, I think I think those two together are going to be an amazing tandem going forward. And all they need is just one more player. And I think that they they're actually going to be pretty close to contenders in the West. Yeah, I definitely agree there. Right now, they're like uh, five games away from the eighth seed. That's the Clippers right now. Uh, The teams ahead of Dallas are Minnesota Lakers, Sacramento. So I think they got a good chance of possibly making the playoffs. If they do make the playoffs, I could see Doncic being in that MVP conversation because he's going to definitely need to be the guy to step it up. Um, Him and Tim Hardaway, I think. You need to really step it up if they're going to make it in the playoffs. Oh, yeah. Tim Hardaway's been playing good, too, uh, since he's been there. So he's he's able to light it up. He gives you 20 points if he gets some solid PT, let him play through some of his struggles. But, yeah, he's he's putting up points, too. Yeah, so the the West is pretty interesting. The East is kind of uh, it's kind of a shit show, let's be real, especially, <laughs> especially after you get past Milwaukee and Toronto. Right. Like Indiana's uh, the three seed right now. Yeah, which is wild to me. Um, Oladipo out for the year, and they're still holding on. That's <laughs> Darren Collison. How long could he carry those motherfuckers around for? <laughs> not not long enough. I mean, the, he 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 doesn't have enough firepower with him. I mean, yeah, you got um, uh, Miles Turner, but Miles Turner is not. He's actually been playing pretty well. Um, going right before the All Star break, he played pretty mm-hmm. well in January and December, but. Uh, it's not enough, especially not in the East. I don't think it, they got too many bigs. They got Thad Young. They got Sabonis. Right. They got Miles Turner in there. Um, you know, they're depending on Tyreek Evans and Darren Collison to get the job done. I don't know if they're going to even be a playoff team when this is all said and done here, but I guess we'll see there. Phillies in the four seed behind them, and then Boston's behind them. And breathing, and then after Boston, Boston's the five seed. The sixth seed is eight games back of the five seed in the East. <laughs> and we're talking about Brooklyn being the five oh seed in the God. East, bro. That's terrible, bro. <laughs> and I think really the, the Sixers have the best chance of moving up. But yeah, like you said, after the fifth seed, it's like, and even then on paper, again, if Philly doesn't get there, it's to me, it's going to be a, a clear winner of Golden State again. Um, they're going to three-peat and I'm going to hate to watch it. But it's probably going to happen. I mean, Giannis just doesn't have enough right now to be able to make that happen. Um, so as good as good as the Bucks are, they're not going to be able to push uh, Golden State to a seven games. What about Toronto? Toronto, no. Just because, you know what? Drake curse? Yeah, exactly. I was just about to say, <laughs> I think they're just cursed, bro. And I think it has all to do with Drake because Drake is like the worst luck ever. Um, he every time he shows up somewhere, that person loses or that team loses. Uh, going back to 
to everybody just recently. Uh, Duke, he was wearing some Duke stuff. He's done that to Kentucky. He's done that to uh, he did that to Alabama. Uh, <laughs> some say that the you know the greatest thing Bill Belichick has done is keep a Patriots jersey off of Drake. Away from Drake. <laughs> keep that jersey off. Keep that jersey off of Drake. Because if it, if you get it, if you put that on, Doug, you might as well just hang it up. Call it a wrap. Uh, somebody's gonna tear an ACL or something. Like it, it's it's all bad. Yeah, they're they're cursed, man. Um, I, I don't think Kawhi wants to be there. Uh, so to me, it's not. It's to me, it's gonna be pretty quick and easy for that team as well. Um, I just don't like that team. I don't, I don't know what it is, but Kyle Lowry to me doesn't have it in him. Uh, Danny Green is is a role player. He can play some decent defense, but he's too streaky. He doesn't match up very well against anybody on that team. I mean, him and Clay kind of ch- cancel each other out. But, yeah, I, I don't see Toronto even making it out of the East. Um, they'll be lucky to get out of the second round if they do to make it to the Eastern Conference Finals. They'll be lucky if they get that far, in my opinion, it really depends on their road. Um, because really to me, Philly, but Philly matches up the best as, as we talked about last week. Yeah. Um, at least from my, my standpoint on paper, um, the Celtics don't have enough in them either just because, and, and we've seen, we've actually seen the Celtics push, push, uh, golden state pretty close, but they just don't play well as a team. And I think Kyrie with especially all this talking he's been doing, during the all-star break, I, I think there's going to just be a lot of discernment in that locker room and they're just not going to get the job done uh, as, as bad as that sounds. But I know they spent a lot of money trying to put that team together and I just don't think it's going to work out. Gordon Hayward is, is a scrub. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I really don't like Gordon Hayward, though. He did play pretty good without Kyrie. Um, yeah, I just don't I don't see it, man. I, I really don't see it. There's not enough there on the east on the eastern side to really push anybody if Philly doesn't make it uh, to me, that's the only team that can hang with golden state. Yeah. And I mean, uh, to give Boston credit, it was about this time last year. They really turned it on. Um, they had a real good playoff run. They went pretty deep. Brad Stevens is a hell of a coach. So if anybody can, you know, get the most out of those guys, get, get them up there. They're going to do it, but they're going to, it's going to come at the expense of, these teams getting worn thin, right? Like if the Celtics are going to make the finals, that means they've had a lot of seven-game series and they've wiped themselves out completely while the Warriors will probably be rested. Right. Yeah, because, I mean, uh, Houston realistically may give them a push just based on last year. You know, as long as everybody's healthy, um, they could push Golden State to seven on the west side, but... To me, that's the only real team that's going to give them a lot of contention out of there. I mean, Denver Denver can make a run, but it really depends. They don't want to see them early. Uh, Denver no. can't they they can't see them you know pretty Denver early. Would need to be the two seed. Yeah, Denver would need to be the two seed, and I mean I don't know Sacramento Sacramento beat the hell out of them one time, and then they turn around and beat the hell out of Sacramento. That could be a a bad matchup if Sacramento somehow makes it far far enough, though. So that's something to watch out for, at least in my opinion. I like the Nuggets. I like the team. But for some reason, it's, you, you know how teams have that team that's just kind of like their kryptonite or whatever. I think that they kind of play well against each other, and that could potentially be a, a team that pushes Denver to seven if they have to play Denver. Okay, would you say uh, Malone is coach of the year at the break? 
on the on the eastern on the western conference. Yeah, who would be the coach I, I, in the East? Budenholzer. Yeah, Budenholzer for sure, and he might be the coach of the year just because. Um, if they get the top seed in the. Yeah, NBA, if they get the right. top seed in the NBA, yeah, you got to give them coach of the year. Okay, that's fair enough. There, uh, well, that's it. That's all we got right now for NBA, NFL. Free agency will be heating up soon, so we'll be talking about some of those moves and uh, the draft as that comes closer as well. So stay tuned for those takes. Yeah, for sure. I know we got a segment coming up on AB. We're going to talk about him soon. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, let's um, let's get back to some more music. Let's get back to some more music. Baseline. Yeah. I'm going to simply put it like this. Like what? Fuck you. Baseline. Yeah. I'ma simply put it like this. Like what? Fuck you. Baseline. Yeah. I'ma simply put it like this. Like what? Fuck you. And yeah. That's for the simple-minded MCs. Minded. Can't do nothing with a mic in their hands. Nothing with a mic. Check it out. Check it. Johnny come, lately MCs, what they know about flows, being that they main concern is to chase broke hoes, let me guess, you's a player kicking capital G, big cheap from KC, Moby Dick in the C, nah G, use a flea, for me, Fife dog, bang a sucker with my paws, have his baby moms and all, then don't call yourself an MC claiming that you game tight, yapping about you keep it real before you get your mind right, use a stride right rapper, I be the night swoosh, red to blow like Garth Brooks, while you eat stink coach, we forever keep shit hot, that's my word, think not test my click and oh shit upsets me to blow the spot so why you screw up your face with your hand on your cock i have you walking down the block with your shirt in a knot putting tissues in your blouse with a skirt in your ass now you're looking like my rapper prostituting for cash rhythm kids we like what four thousand mcs niggas popping all that shit but on the real don't sleep i got the ill tracks to move you bass lines to groove you lyrically i lose you by this we shall fill you what word up yo this is fudge lover right here Tall villain entertainment. I mean, my man, fight it all. This ain't no damn game, you stupid. To all my peoples in New York, yo, you heard me. To all my peoples in St. Louis, yo, you heard me. Indianapolis, how we do, yo, you heard me. And ATL, this must be you, yo, you heard me. To all my peoples in Tampa Bay, yo, you heard me. All the way out to the Bay, yo, you heard me.
Eskimo EPS These shit about to blow up like helium I used to rock around 92 BPM Like medium, the rover you see me in Don't ever step to SV again Shout out the Roots crew, DM Malik and them Say what up to house shoes and beach and them Oh, I gotta go, I give it to three and them Peace, yeah, peace, yeah, peace, yeah, peace, yeah. Yeah. Let's get in the flow again, yeah, we be them Niggas, yeah, we be them T3 got the same flow, continuing Y'all motherfuckers say T3 don't be freestyling I got a flow that got these hoes, but wildin' I got you in your air, reaching for your wallet You want it, boy, and you know who got it You claim original and sound like somebody Should I be ripping shit since I first started Been challenging niggas and leaving them duck party I didn't want out what I got, I like milk was body I said this shit goes out to everybody